No. Yeah. Sorry. Everyone who's listening, we're just sorting something out. Oh, you hear me? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, wow, go. amazing. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, fantastic. Bye, Hello. Bad. Hey, um, this is my first time using Zoom. No worries. Like ever. Wow. How do Can you I, feel? I, I am at a friend's house and <laughs> um, she helped me download Zoom. Uh, these are her headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't remember the last time I've worn headphones since high school. So am I shouting right now? No, no this no, is like nice volume. Okay, nice. Um, how's your guys' day? Oh, mine was mine was awful. Oh, yeah. Just to be like, I don't know. Let's be one hundred here. Like, um, like I have a day job. I was working my day job. I'm a developer, right? Yeah. And um, I just got like hard, hard, hard stuck in like a very, very frustrating way with um the things I had to do at work. Um, and I don't know. I I just don't like feeling like useless, right? But then today yeah. I felt like useless. Uh, and that sucked. Um, and that kind of permeated the rest of my day. But we're here uh, and we're good now. Yeah. True. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm just tired. I, I, you're tired? I'm so tired. Like, okay, I did <laughs> not have any caffeine today. Mm-hmm. I, like, uh, woke up yeah. and I was like, no. And then I got to work and I was like, let's just have a nice chamomile tea. And That's a good tea of choice. Thank you. I don't know if that was a good choice, but here we are, caffeine less day. Mm. Right. And uh Gabe, how how was your day? My day? Um I had to go to a dentist appointment because uh back part of my braces broke. Ooh. Like or like um not my braces, like the wire that holds yeah. it after you're done getting braces. Okay. It broke off. So I'm not even downtown right now, which is like pretty rare because I don't like coming this far north and east. Um, but it worked out because um, I'm catching up with an old friend and it sort of saved my ass because now I have these headphones. And nice. also she helped me set up the Zoom. So, um, so it worked out. And then um, I ate some Thai food at a new Ooh. spot really good and um i went thrifting and i found some really good shoes for cheap excellent what was yeah. like the standout dish from your thai food if you don't mind me asking um i'm i'm the kind of guy who's gonna go to a thai restaurant you could tell me how the whole menu is great and I'm like that's great but i'm gonna get the pad thai okay okay yeah. classic like because um I think if you do pad thai good, then all your other shit's going to be good too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like their pad thai was just like really well seasoned. It's not bland. Um, yeah, just like, I think overall, like you just can't complain about it. And I feel like if that's like what you do for your most basic dish, then I'd imagine all the better dishes would be, yeah, excellent. Um but I'm more happy that I found really cool shoes at the thrift shop because I don't go thrifting often. Mm-hmm. And I feel oh. like suburb thrifting is way better than downtown thrifting. Don't Just say that. Like... Keep your secrets to yourself. <laughs> gatekeep. Gatekeep. 
<laughs> I'm um uh, I'm I feel like there's a fine line between gatekeeping uh-huh. and not saying the full trick to where you could find everything. Okay. Okay. Like it's like you could like tell everyone in chat information, but it's like how you explain or thoroughly explain that insider information. Yeah. Is yeah. like suburb thrifting is like a general but I'm not telling you like where in the suburbs. True. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. I'm like yeah. uh I'm like a half gatekeeper. Just one foot in, one foot out. What what I'm like, like I'm at the gate, but my foot's at the door holding the gate open. But okay. It's like, it's like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you're 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 sort of chill. It's like, oh you wanna peek inside? All right, I'll open the gate for you a little bit. Have you always been like a half gatekeeper or is this like a recent? Uh I think I always have been. My all my mentors and like older siblings not in a literal sense but in like a um like the type of like choose your family type sense mm-hmm. um i feel like most of us believe in like half gatekeeping i just don't believe like you should always have a filter on something like you shouldn't just put all your eggs in one basket um you should also choose where to expend your energy towards mm-hmm. uh, in terms of people so um yeah, I guess some people could see that as just like, oh, you're not a little gatekeeping. No, but I, I know just like my life experience has taught me, like you could still be welcoming and friendly, but you could also still reserve what you know and how you feel sometimes, you know? Yeah. So. You're the perfect medium between Eric and myself. <laughs> I'm a gatekeeper. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, yeah. know if Eric would consider himself to not be a gatekeeper. No, yeah. no, I'm an open yeah. book. Yeah, like the yeah. the balance, yeah. How about okay, you're the gatekeeper. Yeah. Eric, the guy on the other side, I'm the gate. Yeah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> I'm I'm just there and I have to bystand and witness every gatekeeping thing, but I'm just like, I didn't even ask to be here. I'm just the gate. <laughs> <laughs> and together it's it's great. It's awesome. Yeah. But um yeah. That's how my day went. And um, yeah, I read over the questions that um, you guys sent me. So I was able to mentally prep for that. So I appreciate that because um, it's not that I, I feel like I don't want to like just re- like put in as much effort as I can to like these questions. But I feel like like the time we were having this interview, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm, my mind might be a bit done. So, um, yeah. I thought, yeah, I should know these questions at a time just so I don't sound like a fool. Okay. No pressure yeah. at all. I know it's super late, so we're gonna we're gonna segue right into it so that yeah. you guys can sleep at a reasonable hour. Yeah, I do not sleep at reasonable hours. Oh you're you're um, now? No, I just like don't need much sleep. Like I could uh, sleep at like 4 a.m. in the morning I could get up at 8 no problem I'm in shock literally are, are you in your yeah. early 20s or like maybe even late teens like how do you do that no I'm in my late 20s yeah, yeah I'm, I'm 27 okay yeah, yeah. I'm 29 I, I've always need like a full eight hours and if not I'm like dysfunctional yeah I mean I guess yeah. after like a whole eventful night i guess i need that but yeah like on a day like today like i'm, I'm probably gonna be up to like four 
be honest. Okay. I also have to go all the way back downtown. So Okay. Tonight. Yeah, like I'm just gonna catch Uber? up with my uh I like taking my time these days. Okay. On my bus all the way back. Okay. Um I'm a very big advocate these days for um truly understanding what uh not being in a rush means. What made you like want to slow down? Because you said these days, what's um I had a really crazy year that's led to some pretty unfortunate events that I'm probably not gonna get into right now. Yeah. Um and I am truly on a break right now. Okay. Like um if I'm gonna be completely transparent, I have not made or like touched or even like tried to think of garments in like maybe like just over two months now, which mm -hmm. is pretty wow. crazy because um, just the nature of like how I've always run the business, you always have to be like four to six months ahead at least, or if not a year ahead. I've never been a year ahead. I've always been just right in the nick of time, release stuff just before the season comes out. Mm -hmm. um, so it's pretty crazy that I already gave up like half my process time to just really recuperate. Mm -hmm. um, I'm spending that time taking on meetings, uh, meeting new people, catching up with really, really old friends. And um, yeah, to be honest, I feel really great because um, I've had, I've sort of been head down with the brand only the past five years. Mm -hmm. And I've never had a moment like this to really like work on myself. And I feel like it very much translates into like, how everything comes out in the brand. And just because all of the collections are story and emotionally charged, I feel um, I need to be in game mode every time I do mm -hmm. it. And if I'm not, which I'm not right now, if I'm going to be completely honest, I just feel like, yeah, my relationships outside of the brand affect my relationship with clothes. It's pretty much my approach right now. Okay, mm -hmm. totally. I'm sorry um, to hear that things have been wonky um yeah. but i'm glad you found some like peace in it yeah um yeah i am i'm good now okay or as good as good as i can be yeah mm -hmm. um yeah yeah okay. yeah um this is pretty good but i'm just gonna pull things back a little bit and yeah. maybe start with like a or not start but like let's get into an introduction um your gabe and um, like, what do you do? What's what's your whole thing? I run and founded a brand called The Wandering Wit, uh, TWW for short. Um, I try to make clothes and try to convey a specific feeling um related to what i'm going through or something i feel like i need to shed light on every season mm -hmm. so most of the time or if not all the time each collection is going to be very different from each other but very much all within this whole world and um i think yeah i'm pretty much a garment maker slash trying to world build type of 
maker. Mm. Um, and but the main medium is pretty much just trying to convey a lot of these either imaginary or real life stories through the lens of clothing, fabric, garments, um, whatever you want to call it or whatever I want to call it. And um, yeah, that's what I do. Nice. Um, and then for your brand, um, you do like all the design work. You're also the pattern drafter, right? Um, and then you're also like production. Yep. That's a that's an immense amount of work. I think I've shared that that opinion with you in the past, but that that's an incredible amount of work. Um, and I think like people who like start fashion brands, they they try and like come up with solutions where they you know don't have to do as much or um you know they they don't have to like they can like uh delegate things to other people um but i think it's like really interesting and kind of like um inspiring um mm. the way that you like you're like okay i'm just gonna do everything yeah um i wouldn't advise people to do it that way <laughs> just because like you said it's it takes a lot of work, but I also don't think there's everyone's brand's different or vision. It's just, I think everyone, my mistake when I was first getting into it was like listening to too much people about how they got went about it and then didn't find what way works for me. Mm. I'm understanding more and more that just because these clothes are so personally related to like how I'm feeling, how I'm thinking, it would just be hard for me to um, give that to someone to produce. It would just have, it would just be like someone painting my own painting. Mm -hmm. It just wouldn't make sense to me. And also like, would, yeah, it, I feel like at least for the sample, maybe I guess logistically, if I was going to be a smart business owner, I would definitely delegate stuff to other people, which I will probably try to work on if I'm not stubborn enough in the next couple of seasons, but I can't speak for my future stubbornness right mm -hmm. now, but I don't know I just really, um, I appreciate what I learn about myself outside of creative stuff when I'm making these quotes, mm -hmm. just like my tolerance, how my time management, um, even just like the little nuances I could see in the clothes when I make a mistake, drafting and sewing it, I just feel like it's just such a sport. Like you can't help but like um, gauge every situation and like you just never know what's going to happen when things are actually going. And mm -hmm. I find a bit of a rush when I do that. It's definitely a stressful rush. I like, I, I know any maker doesn't even, you don't even have to make clothes. Like everyone will say it's like, why am I doing this right now? Like when you're like just trying to make that big body of work, but it's like, I think when you could truly ask yourself why you're making it and then answer it and understand like it's a lot bigger than just those moments of trust. I think um, that's what makes me hold on to those parts of production, running the brand, just like, yeah, why would I not want to make the garment? Like, I think it's just such a novelty novelty to these days um yeah not like everyone wants to play business owner no one really wants to play the artist mm -hmm. and um which is fine because times are tough and you need to make money and 
you need to find out the easiest way to do things, which I get. I just find no merit in, um, yeah, pedaling for less when you know you could do it better, and then you could also better yourself as a person while doing it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I want. That... Sorry, you. Oh, no, I was gonna say, um, as you were telling us about your perspective with clothing, and you know the thoughts you had at the beginning and mistakes you might have made, I'm so mm. curious, like, because I read you started by being a millman, like making hats. How did you transition into clothing from that? I don't have a millinery background. Okay. Because I think that's a whole different ballgame. Like, I don't know how to shape wool. I don't know how to work with straw. Um, so just in respect to people who are actual millinaires, um, I wouldn't call myself miller. I would just say I make soft goods and caps. Okay. And, like, I get hats. Because I would say, like, Millinery would be more like felt hats, cultural pieces, like costume headwear. And mm -hmm. um, I definitely, at least not at this moment, I do not have that skill set. Mm -hmm. And um, just because like, I forgot the milliner's name, but like, yeah, I've just looked into actual millinery. It's just like a whole, it'd be like bridal and couture, and then I make workwear. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I just wouldn't want to discredit that whole craft and try to put myself in there. Okay. But sorry, to answer your question, I just wanted to clarify that. Totally. Um, about millinery. Just because like, I didn't want to disrespect anyone by saying that's what I was. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I pretty much have been wearing a hat every day since grade seven grade six I've I like when I first started making stuff actually I made my very first hat in grade eight wow um so um and that wasn't like I wanted to make start making clothes or get into like cutting so I was just like I just really wanted um sort of a crossbreed between a bell hat and a bucket hat so something I did um more narrow in shape had the six panels but then had like the brim of a bucket hat which is a bit wider than a bell which would typically hug your face mm -hmm. um and i feel like hats have been like a uniform i'm like i'm literally in my jean jacket right now i have this hat <laughs> and i have this hat oh okay You're like ready. i don't i don't leave the house with i need one hat wearing it oh in God. my pocket um i just took it off because i have headphones on right now mm -hmm. um but yeah that's pretty much what like i truly love hats like when i want to start out a new season or make something for myself mm -hmm. most of the time i'm going to start with a hat um i feel like just because i've worn like every single or most hats that i would be into from like felt, wool, cotton, canvas, nylon. I just like, you know, yeah, I like understand like how, or like, at least I like to think I understand how face structure affects the type of hat you wear and what complements the face. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, actually, I would love to get in a conversation with a makeup artist one day, because I feel <laughs> like I look at the face, not the head for a hat. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. Like angles like and like sizes. Angles, like 
your head size in comparison to your head shape yeah. and then your features and then your hair. Because I feel like also that's something um, a lot of like top makers or hot makers, I feel like um, look out for it's just like the type of hair that's going into the hot, no hair, less hair, weird texture, long, short. Um, yeah, I feel like there's just so much factors. And yeah, you could say like your hat is like your second haircut. Totally. Yeah. 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 Um, you really have to commit love, to it. Yeah. And I um, I love a good brim. Just something to hide your eyes and like not talk to anyone and just head down work or like walk through the streets and just cut through all the chaos and just ignore everyone. Um, that's where a hat brings me personally. Um, like that sort of... Um, I guess, visual of like me wearing a hat every day. I just feel like, yeah, it's just a really, probably one of the greatest accessories out of what maybe like the three accessories of this, like bag, hat, jewelry. Um, yeah, I love hats. And that's why I started with hats. And um, I sort of forgot the question, but I sort of wanted to talk about hats. How did you get into clothing from hats? Like what made you decide to expand? into mm. clothing from hats i um i felt like hats i started with hats because it was the most familiar thing and i felt like i could control my trajectory by working on it mm-hmm. and once i feel like i got a hang of it which was about like a year in of making really shitty hats and really getting back in the groove of things because i started the brand after quitting for like Three, maybe almost three years out of the, because um, yeah, like I just like went through something when I was like out of high school and like I was trying to make clothes and it didn't work out and then I felt like I needed a job. I just like quit fully and I got back into it. So that was a good starting point. And then once I got um one year into just making every hat that I could think of and just understanding like how brims work, the slightest like millimeters that would affect the shape of the hat and like mm-hmm. different patterns. And I'm sort of big on like being precise though with no pattern. Cause mm-hmm. I just feel like you're just molding fabric to the head. So it's like, it's hard to gauge that measurement. Sometimes it's better to eyeball it personally. Um, I feel like once I got the hang of that, I felt like I was like getting used to sewing. Um, a year into my first video, I got into making like more like over shirts and jackets. And um, I feel like that was when I felt like I was getting a more full idea of like what I can make and like just having fun. I didn't really set myself to like a certain style, even though like for most of it, all the components that I like was sort of workwear mm-hmm. and like vintage aspiring clothes. Um, and yeah, I part of pretty much like did maybe like another couple months of sample making. I, I made a bunch of samples by then. And then I got an opportunity from my first two studio mates at the time, um, to do a pop-up all together. And, um, I also at the same time had 
a really close friend back then who was helping me out um, or who was going to help me out with the brand and offered to do like more lookbook services and like just branding overall because um, I was just jumping into the pop-up just trying to put my clothes on a rack and just see whatever reaction I could sort of get from it mm-hmm. or honestly just happy to just be back doing something um mm-hmm. I was like if I sell one jacket or two jackets like like cool like I'm still gonna have my part-time job tomorrow like it, it doesn't make a difference and I feel mm-hmm. like I'm I've always rooted myself in that reality that like just because like I know there's some buzz or I get to do what I want I have a studio it doesn't take me away from like everyday living like having a part-time job um or just dealing with other life stuff that comes outside the brand so I feel like there was just like not much expectations with all the sample making I was just having a good time making clothes for myself um and at the time um the studio was downtown and I sort of had this rule that um no one was allowed to buy my clothes and I didn't even want anyone to know about me mm-hmm. even though like um I had friends asking about these jackets or like I would lend a friend a jacket but not even because um I wanted to like show the jacket or market it I was just like oh you just need a jacket for your party or like you want like you have like a dinner to go to I was like yeah just take whatever is on the rack um I was pretty lax about it so yeah by the time we got to the sample sale uh, or technically my first pop-up now looking back on it um it went really well actually a little too well that it I basically shot myself in the foot and um I was stuck with like four months worth of orders after thinking I could like I was like I could if I sell two jackets I could crush that in five days yeah and I was like yeah but then it's funny because um at the time my I had my ex helping me just cut a bunch of stock overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like preparing for maybe there's going to be a lot of um, orders for specific things. Funny enough, those things that we prepped for weren't even the ones that sold and the higher ticket items sold because mm-hmm. I thought because it was my first pop-up, I prepped a lot of lower ticket item stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, which she helped me cut and um yeah just mentally get through at the time and um yeah and that was just like a shit show of a first collection like good because people bought stuff but I was just like I had to quit my job at the time and tell them I have to be back in like four months because I have the stuff happening for four months and um yeah and that was like a really rough time for me personally too I was like going through some stuff outside of the brand it was just oh. it was just crazy like dealing with like um dealing with loss but dealing with the success mm-hmm. and I feel like that was like my first um I guess I guess that's what set the tone for what the brand was. It was just like there's always gonna be loss and success and I just have to manage those two feelings all the time. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, it was just a crazy time. I did not expect much. I I still don't expect much. Like just uh, yeah. If I'm if I could say. 
Yeah. I love that. You're just happy to be there. I, I'm happy like, to be the gate. Yeah. I'm happy to be the gate. <laughs> no, you when you were talking. Gabe the gate. <laughs> oh my God. When you mentioned how successful you were, I was thinking, is it bad man like suffering from success or is it Rick Ross? <laughs> I was just like. <laughs> Like I'm like I can't remember which rapper, but they have either a song or an album where it's like suffering from success. And you were like, you were so successful, you have to sew for four months, and that's what popped into my head: suffering from success, like in a positive yeah, like, way. I I know I just don't think success is that worth it. Whichever way people view success, if you're just killing, you're literally killing yourself for it, like. I would have been, to be honest, I would have been happy to just sell like four, three, four jackets at the time, keep mm-hmm. my job, just have a daily routine, and then also just deal with the stuff I was going through outside of the brand in a more timely manner rather mm-hmm. than pushing it aside. Because now it's like, I have to fill, fulfill these orders. Um, I have a lot of expenses, home rent, studio, and just like, being polite, just people spent their hard-earned money mm. on something that I was really into and, like, what I appreciate. And it's just, like, I wouldn't want to disrespect um, people's efforts like that. And um, mm-hmm. honestly, just everyone was very kind that day. Like, I just wouldn't want to just be like, oh, I'm going through stuff. Um, I'm going to cancel some stuff, put this all aside. I just, I very much felt responsible to fulfill all those orders, even though I um, was sort of suffering from a bit of turmoil and um yeah it's truly a crazy time mm-hmm. yeah yeah um oh. I so yeah I have a I have a question that I was planning where like um you're quoted there's like a photography submission by a person named Devante Thomas about yep. um and there's like a, you're quoted yeah and there's a part about it about like um there's like the meditation and garment creation and I I think initially I wanted to ask whether this like slow intentionality like um that you had from um like making garments like uh, permeate like the other aspects of your life but like from talking to you it's it's like very obvious that like this like learning failure like uh, gain loss is like um it's like teaching you a lot about yourself right Mm -hmm. for sure yeah yeah um do you do you feel like there's like anything um i don't know how do i put this like um well yeah was it like um all my mind's blanking right now the the 10 p.m's hitting right now (laughs) take Um, your time yeah yeah Uh, let's see Okay, yeah, I think I, I, I'm going in two ways about this. One is, like, um, I'm wondering if, like, you, um, like, what other things you've learned from um, this, from, like, running a brand or, like, doing things in your very specific way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have, like, it, an adjacent question that might match where you're going. Okay, let's mm-hmm. hear it. Okay, so my question about the same photography submission was going to be, you mentioned that, meditation is part of your clothing design and without the meditation itself the design it just doesn't exist for you so do you still have the same stance I kind of feel like that's where like Mm -hmm. Eric's question is going 
Yeah. But... Um, yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. Um, I, yeah, I just think, I mean, designing and meditating to me are the same thing. Like it just, in, like engulfing yourself in thought and bringing yourself to a different space. Um, and I feel like that sort of works out with my whole ethos of like um, the wandering wit where if there's like a lot of things that it mean to me, but for the most part, the whole ethos of it is like being in two places at once um, where you have one, your physical space and where your mind takes you to. Uh, and yeah, just like the whole idea of the wandering wit where like, um, I'm bringing you to these imaginary places or places that you feel like are untouched or very real life stories that are very much overlooked within the scope of like workwear, clothing, Americana, vintage, and just like overall, like how we look at clothes and like how clothes are intertwined with our lives and like on a normal basis. Um, so I feel like, yeah, just um, there, there needs, you need to have that meditation. Like, I mean, for me, at least, like you could definitely mindlessly make clothes or not too much, put too much thought in it and like make like a, actually, I'm not going to give an example because then that would be rude to whoever I'm giving an example to. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm not going to talk to it. Um, that's what I, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Um, but, oh, that was, that was really close. I, I almost, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, um, I think, yeah, there definitely needs to be some sort of meditation factor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like, um, what is it like meditation and like getting to that space, right? Like, um, it's kind of hard to be there all the time. Right. Um, do you, do you find it difficult sometimes where you just want to design and you, you just can't like you, you really want to get it done and like just nothing's coming or you're just not getting to that space. I, I get stuck. Um, in the middle space, I don't have a hard time starting. Um, I feel like I get blocks. Um, either in the middle or towards the finish line. Um, just cause not that I have a criteria standard about how everything needs to look. I just feel like nothing is getting a reaction out of me. Mm -hmm. And, um, all right, give me one second. Okay. Sorry. No. Important text. Um, sorry, I, I lost it about that text threw me off. Um, it's okay. You were saying how, um, like, oh, the middle and then the finished line. Yeah. And, and nothing, um, nothing's like getting to you when you're in the middle. Yeah. Like, I feel like in terms of the part about starting, I don't, I feel like there's way too much inspo to, um not to have, to have a block but mm -hmm. i feel like you could have a block of mostly on how you feel about what your finished product is mm -hmm. so yeah sorry 
No, I was just going to ask a block in terms of like, and again, you don't have to answer this, um, but yeah. a block in terms of what you expected the finished product to be or like what about the finished product results in that block? I'm just what so about... curious. I'm just pointing Totally. Don't, <laughs> you don't have to apologize. Life is happening. Oh, yeah, life is definitely happening. <laughs> oh, believe me. <laughs> we could talk about life outside of this podcast. Life is happening, guys. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people this year I've been talking to have just been like, it's not 2020 levels of bad, but it's 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 interesting. Yeah. Not perfect out here. Yeah. In the words of Falakuti, ah. suffering and smiling, I think he has a song. Let's let's Wait, let's sorry. check. You, you you cut off for a second. Oh, did I? Yeah, I didn't catch that last part. Oh no, I said in the words of Falakuti, I think we have to just be suffering and smiling. He has a song. Oh no, it's oh yeah, it is suffering and smiling. Mm. Suffering and smiling. Yeah. Um, but also suffering from success. Yeah, and it's actually DJ yeah, yeah. Khaled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's DJ suffering Khaled. I, I searched it out earlier. Yeah. yeah. That man is extremely goofy. Mm. <laughs> okay, so yeah. You, you mentioned something about, um, in, in your last answer, about like inspiration. Like there's, um, like there's so much inspiration to not be able to finish a garment. Um, so like um like but like regarding uh inspiration right um how do you make it so that the things that you're inspired by aren't dictating the things that you make or like how do you separate yourself um enough from your inspiration where you don't feel like you're just um like borrowing um like your like borrowing designs that you see or borrowing like details that you see from like your favorite designers and stuff mm -hmm. Um, for me, I think it's because everything is literally coming out of my own experience. So I could really care less if it looks similar to someone else. Because mm -hmm. we also live in a world that garment making design is so accessible. And there's way more people intertwined with each other. I wouldn't say way more people doing it. I think there was always a lot of people doing it but i think now it's like we could see everyone doing it mm -hmm. so it just makes the world feel smaller funny enough and um i personally um don't even think about if oh this will look the same i mean i like to take into account like the stuff that's out there and try to be as researched as i can but i think there's really no i just don't want to waste my time trying to think about this person did this, this person did that, just because I feel like someone already did something that might be the same or similar to you. And also it's what you do with that information. Because if I find out someone did something the same or similar to me, to be honest, I'm a very casual person. I will literally just move on or if not, just try to make the idea better 
Um, so I'm not that hurt if someone's like, this looks like this. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to make it look more like me now. Like, I just see it as more, the road has just gotten longer. Mm. And now I need to keep walking still. Um, yeah. Also, I just feel like holding yourself to such a high regard that you're going to make something so different in your younger years. I think that's just a big ego thing. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Like, how could you be that good, like, straight off the bat? I mean, mind you, maybe there are people like that. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm sure there are people like that. I'm definitely not one of them. Um, yeah, I think um, you could always be inspired by something, but to understand where that inspiration comes from, because like, you could also take it deeper and do, like, a repro reproduction kind of brand or something adjacent to like your favorite designer uh, in terms of clothing or whatever artistic practice mm -hmm. um and if you could understand your designer's favorite designer and what they're into and then start from the starting point they're at and then use your own feelings and emotions and experiences and then have a different result from the same starting point then i think that's your own version of it like you could say technically you're pulling from the same place or maybe you're not, maybe you're just really pulling from your day-to-day -day or life experience or whatever movies you're into, whatever art you're into, if you want to go that route of like looking at other people's practices and applying it onto yours. Um, yeah, I just don't, I, I guess you could say I definitely approach the brand in a very naive way um, where I'm, this is just what I'm going through right now. I'm the hope, I'm doing my best in making something live and breathe in a whole different world or have making them different. But if it's not, um, I will just try again. It's not that serious. <laughs> I like that. That's like, yeah, it's really it's truly not that serious. Yeah. Like I, I've personally like, been surrounded with people in worse circumstances and just real life stuff it's like if you're worried about your art and stuff being different you should probably go get yourself checked because it's not that serious it's touch grass yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah no. like it's it's okay like the world is ending or is not gonna end i don't know whatever um yeah. there's others that we have to deal with uh whether that's worldly or personally yeah. and um yeah if you're so stuck on like man this has to be so different that it's like people go crazy it's just like yeah no nah, you gotta take a step back and like reevaluate yourself mm -hmm. and that might sound a bit harsh but that's just like how i've been feeling lately just i was so laser focused on the brand growing and everything for the past five years and all this stuff happened in my life and I'm just like damn like you could still be working on something for so long and be productive but then once everything falls through you're just back at the starting point and it's like oh what did I lose to have to get here um what relations had to be sacrificed or leave unattended just uh what like Make for this things. result and it's yeah. And um and I, I feel like there was merit in keeping my head down and being that focused for five years. Mm -hmm. But it's just not the way I feel like 
is um appropriate for me right now like mm-hmm. yeah truly taking a break is good recharging but i would say me taking a break doesn't mean i don't think about clothes or i don't think about this idea i want to do it's just having everything a lot more lighthearted and like take time for things to marinate i feel like it is the way to go for me personally right now no i think that's such a good approach but people don't talk about especially when you're just starting out so many people are like it has to be so intense and like so deep and it's like Mm -hmm. no it's good that you could you have time to just take that step back give yourself that space yeah yeah that's cool i i feel like when you talk about this stuff this all comes from like the mistakes that you've made in the past or like the mistakes Mm. that you've observed um, so yeah, I think this is all really great uh, insight. Um, and like when I think back at um, you know when I first started making clothes like 2017 or something, um, and then mm-hmm. all throughout school, like I was putting so much time in, but like I was like obsessed and like I was um, not only obsessed with like the the making and the designing of the clothes, but like I was also obsessed with like my idea of like what success would be like or where I need to be. Um, and it really came with like growing up or, um, yeah, yeah. Growing up, um, realizing that there's more out there, things that you thought were so important, aren't really as important as you think for me to kind of just chill out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I still feel that obsessiveness when it comes to like design work. Um, Mm -hmm. and then like where I'm at right now is like, if I'm going to be an obsessive guy, um, and I have like these fantasies of like success, um, and like I have like expectations that I just need to like and I and it it, it just who is who I am like I just have to like learn how to measure that I, I need to like learn how to um you know like better approach myself so that I don't get into like a negative or unhealthy um obsessive thing when it comes to my work mm-hmm. that's interesting yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah cool yeah yeah I- no, I was just going to say, like, from my perspective, just, like, I guess making music and, like, things around music, videos, whatever, I'm always, <laughs> like, a little kid. I'm like, look, guys, here's a song. And then people are like, don't you want to go on tour? Don't you want to, like, I don't know, do these things to scale up? And I'm like, but look, guys, here's a song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm just so happy. So this is interesting. This is eye-opening. Yeah. Um, I think to your point, like if I could just say something small about like that obsession about success, I think like truly understanding, I guess, what, I guess, what's happened present, like what's happening presently around you rather mm -hmm. than the future is like what's going to actually attain that, I guess, success and like understanding why you even want that. Mm-hmm. because I feel like that's something I've been trying to understand lately it's like why do I even want to make clothes why do I even want to be successful like what like do I even have anything special to say like if I'm going to be super real with myself because if I don't then I should just stop like I just don't think um yeah like I'm, I've just been asking me myself these questions and I'm just wondering like Eric, like that's what you're like going through in terms of like what what makes success through this 
environment making so important to you? Is like that something you've been asking yourself or um yeah, is that a question that runs through your mind? Yeah, yeah. In like um in both very serious and very like unserious ways. Um and I mm. guess I'll I'll like share both. Um like the serious like um in like the serious way, like um I can't stop myself from making clothes. Like mm-hmm. I have like a uh it's not a compulsion. I used to think it was a compulsion, but like I just love making clothes. I love thinking about clothes. I love drafting yeah. clothes. Um I don't like um I'm I'm pretty bad at sewing. I can make a sample, but I'm not very good at sewing. Mm-hmm. But being able to just like sit down and focus on one thing, just I know every step that it takes to make this jacket. Let me make this jacket. And I just shut yeah. off every other part of my brain and I just go ahead and I make the jacket. Um, yeah, that like amazing. Right. And then uh, getting to see my ideas like come to life, like all my designs start with um, like a drawing. Well, it starts with an idea and then it leads into the drawing and then it leads into like the garment being created. And like um, when you're like thinking about collections, it starts um, like it, it all moves pretty slowly. Right. The way that I do it. So then when I finally get to see the clothes, I finally get to touch the clothes and like feel the clothes and like put on the clothes in its final state. Mm-hmm. It feels amazing, right? Yeah. And yeah, very serious way of uh, putting that um, in a very unserious way. There's just like things that I love to see, right? Like when the pant interacts perfectly with the shoe um, mm-hmm. and I was the one who did the pant shoe interaction, I just go mm-hmm. nuts. It's like I hit the lottery. It feels so good. Mm. Yeah. 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 And like, yeah, like you were talking about like how hats were your obsession. For me, it's like pants, right? Like I think about pants so often, Um, like the different cuts of pants, like the utility of different pants, like where pants come from, Um, like, uh, like pants relating to like women's wear and like sports wear, Um, like historical like implications of like different kinds of pants um and like how much you can like talk about through like you know there's like storytelling and like the material and like the cut um yeah so yeah that that sort of thing like yeah 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 i don't know if i answered your question but that's what i thought i don't know that that was perfectly yeah pants are fire (laughs) pants are fire Pants yeah. are incredibly fire. Yeah, I wear them every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guys, skirts are awesome too. They give us pockets now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's huge. It actually changes everything. Mm-hmm. What's your yeah. favorite material to make a trouser in? Me or Gabe? Is that a, All, is of that okay. All of I'll you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like you're frothing at the mouth when you're like, I'm going to make a trouser in this material. Just I I think it matters where I start from, right? Okay. Like, And that comes from like the collection um, okay. that I'm doing, right? And that usually comes from like something that, like a, like a, like a thing that I want to like see through my lens, right? Um, And then like the way that I want it to fall. But if I had to give like one clear answer, it's wool. I love wool. Um, I think wool is such like a dynamic material. 
um, there are so many different like uh, qualities to wool and then like the way that like wool is like woven or finished or mm-hmm. um, even like the the length of the fibers can like change the way that like the the, the feel of wool is right but when I think about wool and, and, and pants, I think about trousers, right? Um, yeah. So like, I, I automatically go in, like, um, I don't know, I, I'm like a little bit affected by trend, like silhouettes say a lot to me. So mm-hmm. I used to be really into like, um, cropped wider trousers. These days, I'm really interested in like, um, boot cut, um, trousers. Um, boot cut? So- yeah, yeah, boot cut. Like, even if you're not wearing boots, because I think the way that they blouse onto a shoe is re- really cool. Yeah. Um, and, like, that that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, like, wool. I'm big into wool. Gabe? Um, I would say, yeah, similar. Like, uh, depends on the type of pet. I love a good medium weight, dark gray herringbone wool. Um, with like sort of like um, mildly visible herringbone size pattern. Um, mm. I love a good medium weight cotton nylon. And yeah, I feel like those are the two materials I would like. I love personally working with for pens. Yeah, just any sort of medium weight, finely combed, not itchy wool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah preferably like a summer wool even would be great um and yeah a nice cotton melon is like my yeah my my shit nice good old bread and butter i'm into yeah. it yeah <laughs> yeah okay wait, wait, wait um can i jump back into some of these questions um so we can get into the meat and potatoes of this not not saying yeah. that what we were talking about prior wasn't very interesting. It was very interesting, but um, no, no, all good. <laughs> yeah, so let me jump back to like the design portion, um, where you you were talking about like getting stuck, um, in like the mid or like the finish, uh, finish point. Um, I feel like when I'm looking at a lot of your clothes, you, there's like a aha moment when I look at it. There's like something very clever, like you've taken like one detail of the garment and you're like um what if this wasn't like this but it was like this right so um what is the process from taking um like an almost finished design to a fully finished design if you if you've figured out that um that that process i don't know if i figured it out because that would be really insane if i did figure (laughs) it out yeah um but in terms of like what I do when I take, like, I guess in this case, what are you thinking, like a reference idea and then really bring it into my own scope of things? I just think, like, I'll look at, um, like, say, like a trucker jacket and see that as a reality. And I don't want to take you too far from the reality. It's like, I don't want to bring you completely out of the world that we're living in. I feel like just providing like enough nuance to, yeah, just bring you out of the room, but keep the door open so you can still see what's inside. And um, I personally have like, um, for most designs, I have like a three-part rule, like a rule of three. 
Um, and that could be, there has to be three details, or it has to be one detail, one cut, one fabric, three colors, and it could be like a pretty general design. Um, I feel like there always needs to be, for me, a balance of three in terms of like, um, maybe it's like two really strong details or one really strong color, one really strong detail, and then how it's presented. So I'll see that as a rule of three. Um, so I feel like having these little design rules and criteria that um, I'm not going to fully get into right now because that's very personal to me. Um, that really helped me shape what the finished product looks like and that make me feel very neat and also help. I'm always prioritizing like what feeling am I conveying rather than, oh, I'm just going to make a jacket with like this dark detail. Like I personally, I think those are just throwaway designs when you can make some, just like add all this like stereotypically cool nuance to something and then be like, okay, good enough. And um, I don't know, even just like one little thing, one little change that overall, like, cause I don't know, we all have like memories of like buttoning our jacket, wearing our jacket open, wearing it closed. Um, and just like more of the emotions and how clothes live is like what I like to play on rather than um, let's do this jacket in green type thing. Mm -hmm. Like I just don't, I try to stay away from that. I think that's someone else's game and that's just not mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. When you, when you talk about like rules of three, like I can see it in some of the garments um, specifically, I think like some of your earlier work um, where you use like the, this one detail is like a U-shaped pocket and like the color blocking was like very specifically like one, two, three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I um, I took some time to watch um, the video projects that that went alongside. Um, I, it's three of your collections, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think I noticed that like all of them are like located outside, um, very countryside, like not densely populated. Um, what kind of role does the outdoors play in like the ethos of the brand? I personally wasn't fully aware of it until later on when those videos were published. Um, I, I think what made those videos feel like the outdoor thing was this whole aesthetic that I like to plan was it was less actually about the outdoors rather than this feeling that I, I feel like it's just more how I see myself as an outsider and how there's just a lot of negative space. And um, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't say I'm a very big like um outdoor person not that like um actually I'm very much a city person but I do mm -hmm. enjoy when my friends can take me out there but I wouldn't say I spend my time in like hiking through a forest or anything like that spiders and I feel like sorry no I was gonna say with spiders the spiders yeah no, outdoors 
No, Eric was going on a tangent about spiders and nature, <laughs> and you said you're in the city, you know, and it just I, it just popped into my mind. Yeah, but um, yeah, I just think um, I've always felt like the way I made collections and like the stories or be able to like to touch the base on very much was like an outsider perspective or to not it's just a bit odd it's not really something where people could reference um so i feel like for the past few videos and i feel like my work definitely evolved since um the last two videos since excluding the one that just came out this summer um yeah i don't know my feelings are changing all the time i um i think i resonated with that just because I felt very isolated at the time and um I think being outdoors and like this idea of like a man in isolation um is something I resonated with and something that the director and producer of those videos at the time helped me try to convey and also put their spin on it um so yeah I think that's overall why those settings took place um it was less about the aesthetic of things, it's more about the feeling. Cool. Question before we wrap up. So when we started this episode, you mentioned that you're a bit stubborn to like collaborate with other people in terms of like your design process. Um, mm -hmm. when it came to video, I, how did you I will say I yeah. am stubborn to collaborate on people. It doesn't mean I don't like people's work. And I would just like to put that out there. <laughs> totally. He's not I'm, a hater. I'm I'm not a full-on hater. I just <laughs> think I already have the story and like how I want it to look. I just need people to execute it. And that I don't want to be like a tired and tell people what to do. I do love people's work. It's not that I hate people and I don't want to collaborate. I'm a very friendly person. I love looking at other people's work and being there and just seeing these other worlds other people are building. I just don't think I work that well with people. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and every time yeah. I've collaborated with someone or like work with someone aside from um, the team previously, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it just always, like yeah. I'd rather just, let them tell me what to do like what do you want out of me uh... like I'd, I'd rather not have two heads trying to like design something it's just like literally just tell me what to do or like i tell you what to do leave it at that you have your skill set i have my skill set and i think uh, maybe this is my stubborn type it's just like if what you're trying to do is so clear like mm -hmm. you don't need to collaborate with people you just need to work with people because i think collaboration mm -hmm. and working with people are two different things Mm -hmm. I would love totally. to work with people. I do not want to collaborate with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So. That's good to know. It's good that like, you know that about yourself. There's no confusion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also I always love when like people are like, oh, like, you know, we could do something like this. It's like, or I could just help you do that. And I don't have to put my name on it because mm -hmm. what you want is someone to do something for you, not collaborate with you. Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of people don't understand that collaboration yeah. is, is collaboration and working together is like tell me what to do or you tell me what to do yeah or, totally okay, what to do and you and i tell you what to do yeah 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 there's like a symbiosis with collaboration yeah 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 and it's, it'd just be hard like for me to work with someone it's like you'd have to understand my feelings and what i'm trying to convey and that would hurt me 
trying to work on that and half-assed me because someone didn't understand what I was trying to do. And mm-hmm. let alone me trying to convey that to someone because then talking about your feelings with someone about your work is a bit cringe. <laughs> and it's okay. I'll I'll go there if like it's worth it and they can help me execute. It's just, it's a bit hard because it's just so personal to me. Like okay. some of these meetings and I don't dive into them enough every season because I just think it's a bit of a mouthful to post like essays of what this means to me and all that and just like little nuances and I'd rather just give you the surface level maybe that's my my fault but no it's um, I mean you get to decide what you want yeah well yeah yeah Yeah. like now I know that yeah yeah Mm -hmm. okay this is actually such a great conversation (laughs) I'm just like, okay. yeah, I have so many questions, but I'm not going to ask them right now. Um, okay. We could do part two one day, maybe when I'm like not in my friend's crib and trying to set up Zoom for the first time. Totally. Although I do love that you're just so down. You're like, totally never use Zoom. Let's do it. Um, hey, this is the first time. This is a milestone. Applause. Get through like, the pandemic. I, I, what do you mean? I I just sewed. I I'm not I'm not a digital, like. Oh. I I also just want to put this out there. I'm so analog. I don't even have data. Whoa. Wait. I've never, okay. I've never had data in my whole life. So like, you know, when you need to find directions, what are you doing? I know where I'm going all the time. Wow, that's actually amazing and frightening like, at the I same ser- time. I, I search up where I need to go yeah. before I leave. And then mm-hmm. if not, I just have enough sense of where I'm going that I'd rather, funny enough, I'd rather wander around and figure out where I need to go. There you have it, guys. The wandering the ethos, wish. The wandering the wish. I embody yeah. it all. Being lost, wandering, no data, Finding. being in the forest. Yeah. 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 I'm super analog. I, yeah, I don't even know how to use my laptop properly. That's so Amazing. cool. I just saw a clip of Scorsese. He's doing press for his uh, newest film, right? And he's talking about how he just started using email this year. And he goes, <laughs> oh, emails, you like CC people. And then there's like 40 people on it. What is the point? Who are these people? And I was like, <laughs> Funny enough, I, um, I I think I I only CC'd someone like for the first time maybe like last year or this year or something like that. I don't even remember. Um, yeah, I'm I'm on the same boat. I am on the same boat. That's incredible. So, yeah. did you spend a lot, a lot of time in your youth like just getting lost and like asking for directions? No, he has a good sense of direction, Eric. He knows where mm. he's going. Well, like, yeah. Toronto's not so hard because, like, there's the cardinal directions. You know, if you're, like, north of this, then you're here. And you're south of this, then you're here. But still, you're not from um, downtown, right? Wait, from again. Downtown. And I'm just going to oh, interject okay. to say we don't have to talk about this if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. We don't Always. have to geolocate you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I mean, it's... I, takes one second i'm i grew up in scarborough and um i'd like to speak for most scarborough people you just sort of hug the block for a really long time 
so you don't need to go to much other places. Like mm-hmm. you could, like you could live your whole life in this two kilometer radius. Like I kid you not, and like that's completely fine. And um, I didn't. I like walked every inch of my neighborhood. Like I could care less if I got lost. I just like I knew the proximity I was living in, and um, and I was okay with that. And then, yeah, I think there's good things always happen when you wander around. I don't think, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't mind getting lost. And if um something bad happens, then now I know to not go that way. No more bad things for 2023. Gabe, you're delightful. I, I don't like to expect things like that. Yeah. I don't expect good things or bad things to happen. I have zero okay. expectations. Yeah, you're living. Because that's what got me into a lot of shit at the middle of the year last spring when I kept expecting it cannot get worse than this and it did get worse mm. and okay and worse and worse and um yeah I I don't even have a schedule at the moment like if someone asked me to hang out I immediately just put it on my calendar and I was like yep let's hang out like in an hour a week from now I could care less okay. I am a free person okay Amazing. that's fair I I feel like yeah like similar similar-ish mindset of just like life happens mm-hmm. yeah when something bad happens I'm like okay <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah it could be a good thing it could be a bad thing yeah it could lead to something else just yeah. like yeah. okay do you not is this anything? nihilism or stoic- stoicism where's where's the mindset at yeah I think it's just the best thing you could do is choosing to not be phased from it. And if something bad happens, you could truly feel sad and angry about it. But if you're not learning from it, then you're just wasting your own time by feeling those feelings. Damn. What about when good things happen? Just to when close off. Happen, yeah. Don't celebrate too much. Okay. I I just think that way. I just appreciate them, but don't celebrate yeah. them too much. Okay. I just don't think good things... Um, slightly a bit negative person in general i just think good things always leave eventually so just truly appreciate them and then don't get caught up in the fantasy that they'll always be there because you could get better things (laughs) yeah no they're gonna end it on a positive note Mm -hmm. yeah thank you so much for coming on to the episode gabe I feel like yeah, no great interview, great conversation, and lots to learn. And yeah. 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 Yes. Um, well, I hope I answered most of your guys' questions. Um, yeah, absolutely. I feel bad for starting really late. No, don't feel bad. No. I really appreciate you making this time. Seriously. It's been no, thanks, awesome to meet you. Thanks for asking me. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I appreciate it. Honestly, maybe the second time I use Zoom will be the second time I'll be on this podcast. Okay, not we will look three. Yeah, yeah, we could not... do that. We could look forward yeah. to this. Okay, I, like I could, I could feel that all three of us have more things to ask. Yeah, and if I actually downloaded Zoom and had a more smoother start, we could have talked about more things. So I feel Ooh. bad about that. Don't feel bad. This is actually yeah, excellent. Don't feel bad. Yeah, guilt yeah. is a useless emotion. Well, okay, not always, but <laughs> in this case, <laughs> in this case, sure. In this case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay yeah okay um yeah okay